You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Shine football fans, welcome to Morning Footy presented by Ford. Feels good to be back at this desk, especially with this crew. Look at this, Chris Whittingham, <laughs> Jimmy Conrad, Jordan Angeli. We have Claudia Pagan here for some headlines. Guys, hi. Hello. Hi. You're back from Miami. I'm back from Did Miami. Did you have a nice time? Oh, I was the Open Cup final, final, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. bronzer. Do you know what? It rained. It rained the entire time I was there. Yeah, I was very excited for a trip to sunny Miami, yeah. alas. Did you guys see each other there? No, somehow no. We, we didn't cross paths in the stadium. No, yeah. no, I, I was talking to all the celebrities. The CBS, so it. yeah, the yeah. CBS booth in the stadium must have had forty people inside of a room that's probably about the width of this desk. So I don't, I, I, I walked by there. I was like, let me not, let me not bother. It it seems like it's been a difficult one with all the rain, so let me not cause any more problems. Yeah, it was chaos a little bit. We had to delay our pregame show because of the weather, uh, but it ended up being a a really fun. It really was. It was torrential rain. And somehow game time, everything was fine. Yeah, it it just the the soccer god smiled Mm. upon us or cried upon us. (laughs) (laughs) If you're an Inter Miami fan, you know what I'm talking about. Is that too soon for that? No, it was really fun, uh, but it is great to be back. Let's chat about one of the big games this weekend. We're looking to MLS and Inter-Miami taking on NYCFC. So let's take a look at the bottom half of the Eastern Conference standings right now. And NYCFC currently in that ninth and final playoff spot. They have had a good run of form lately after being, I would say, pretty... Average, Average might be under, underperforming yeah. this season. Inter-Miami trying to make their way up these standings. They are coming off that loss to the Houston Dynamo in the U.S. Open Cup final. There's not many games left, Chris. No. And I think that after the excitement of League's Cup and what they started to do in MLS regular season play and Messi being out on the field, we had this massive amount of excitement about this team. And and. I had said originally, there's no way they're making the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, I changed my tune because I was like, they're <laughs> yeah. not going to lose another game the rest of <laughs> the season. And now it has been this comeback down to reality. We don't know if Messi is going to play in these remaining games. For you, I know you're very closely tied to this, this club. How are you feeling about their chances to make the playoffs, especially heading into this match against NYCFC, who are also looking to secure their spot in the postseason? Yeah, I think the pertinent point that you brought up was sort of how League's Cup was, I feel like now, 
the, the moment of the season. It was the thing that we will remember 2023 by because obviously you lose in the Open Cup final. And now, like you said, it was funny. Tata Martino said after the game, if we went to extra time against Houston, <laughs> the technical staff would have played the game on yeah. Saturday. That's how much they're being asked of right now. Just games every mm-hmm. three days, every three days, every three days. And this week is massive for them if they want to make the MLS Cup playoffs. But it's hard if you're Tata Martino to come to the team and be like, hey, can you guys go again? Like, we just went for League's Cup. We just cu- came out of the break and played in MLS. We had this international break where we lose nine guys. And then you come back and now you've got two six-pointers back-to-back. NYCFC on Saturday at Chicago on Wednesday. I think if they can win this game tomorrow against NYCFC, they'll give themselves a hope. But I honestly don't know from what reservoir of energy, from what sort of, where can you find it from within yourself to have a go and make this push? But if they're going to, it's going to start on Saturday. It has to start on Saturday. What I'll say is that NYCFC are terrible on the road. Yeah. One win in 15 games is not good. However, they've been very good recently. In their last five, they've got four clean sheets, only given up one goal over their last five. But all five of those games have been at home. Right. So it's been nice for them to figure that out. Their back four, though, seems to be getting figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Friesen goal now. They, he's only started seven times, but have been, been a part of all these last five Burke games. Burke Reese, a new signing, has been helpful. Burke Reese has been great. Yeah. Uh, his partnering with Diego Martins has been awesome in the back. Once they figured that part of it out, it seems to have unlocked their offense. Uh, their first 26 games, they only scored, or they were shut out in eight of those. And another 11 of those, they only scored one goal, mm-hmm. but now they've got eight goals in their last five. Yeah. They're turning it on at the right time. And as we've learned with MLS, it's not how you start, <laughs> it's how you finish. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think this is going to be a tough NYCFC team for Miami to get a result. Yeah, I feel like if you watch Talis Magno and the goal that he scored recently mm-hmm. and the relief that he had after that goal, this is he's had a lot of weight on his shoulders carrying what was Tati Castellanos last year and how many goals he scored. It felt like he it was just like, all right, Talis Magno, you're going to be that person this year. And he hasn't been. And in these last couple of games, I think because they have solidified, he's been able to float. He, he's been playing the 10, which I think will be interesting against this Miami squad who, if – he has room to operate centrally next to who's ever playing a little bit deeper, whether it is Busquets. I don't know if he's going to have the energy to play again. Magno might have – this might be a really good game for him and an opportunity to right the wrong, get a, get a win on the road. Um, but for Miami, the, the hardest thing is, is they didn't perform well midweek in that Open Cup. And they've been riding momentum, and that is a real – blip in your confidence, which confidence is the best drug. DeAndre Yedlin's out as well due to yellow card accumulation. So that's just Ooh, that's one more tough. loss yeah. to their team. That's tough. And that's probably the one position that they don't have obvious cover in. Yeah. yeah. He does so much for them. And I, it's Busquets did not look. Yeah, he didn't look. But like also, I think you saw in the second half, once it brought on Dixon Arroyo to help yeah. him out in the base of that midfield, yeah. I think he's got to, if Busquets is playing, Arroyo has to play with him just because of the energy and the cover. It seems like, and I, and the I second half was much better. It, it was, was much, much better. better. And Campana and Martinez have to start at the same time. That's true. They have I, to. Yeah. All right, I, You're I think, at that point, too. Where I think yeah. right now, without Messi, 3-5-2 is their best look. And having cover with Busquets, it seemed like Tata Martino came out and was like, let's go gung-ho, 4-3-3, let's have a go mm-hmm. and, and, and push at Houston. And instead, the exact opposite happened. I think you have to make sure 
sure you have cover for Busquets. Because actually, sometimes Busquets out of midfield is the one who leads the press, mm -hmm. which is kind of odd because we think of yeah. him in the base. But he's the furthest midfielder forward sometimes. You need Arroyo there for cover is energy. And, and I think they will on Saturday. And hopefully that'll prove to be the difference. We'll find them. out soon. That match tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. You can watch on MLS 360 on Apple TV+. Plus. We are going to take a quick break. Claudia Pagan will be back with some headlines when we come back on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Don't look now, people. We have a new time <laughs> slot starting next week. We will be going live at 8 a.m. The show will be from 8 to 10 Monday through Friday, which means you get an extra hour of sleep, and so do I. And I am a happy camper. I cannot tell you the feeling around this office. <laughs> With the number, we get an extra hour on Monday. It's like daylight savings time, but every day. <laughs> it's so ridiculous because right now my alarm goes off at 4:15 in the morning, and for whatever reason, 5:15 just sounds so much because less psychopathic. It is. <laughs> like it's, it's like who is that, it? Who? It's not that much better. <laughs> it's not that much better, but for some reason, it's like oh, like some people actually do wake up at five exactly. to like work yeah. out. Yeah. I have never been one of those people, by yeah. the way. But I admire those people. Good. Yeah. I, just, I still think you're a little cray. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What We've are you been doing? Um, roasting Charlie for the, I think he sold everybody. And that, in that photo, he's mm -hmm. uh, the insurance. salesman. Yeah. So let me tell you, we need to be at 8 a.m. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to tell you why this, <laughs> this show needs, needs to start to an hour later. <laughs> so I think we need to all thank Chuck for that. He's ready to give a PowerPoint. Yeah, there it is. Even the hands. I also have a car that hasn't is, ran oh, in yeah. four years, but you yeah. should buy it. He looks like yeah, he's, like, he's about to give you like the sales. He's pitch gonna of his give life. me a great mortgage rate. <laughs> he yeah. really is. He really is. Do you know what? He's got a little flower on the lapel too. Yeah, he looks <laughs> so sharp. Wow, Chuck, bringing it. Um, yeah, eight Sold. to ten, guys. Get ready. Look Set at that smile. Lines. The smile on Susanna Collins' face. I, this was and my last 4 a.m. wake room. up. Like, I, I woke up today and I didn't even mind getting out of bed because I'm like, this is the last time that I have to do this. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> feels really good. You know what else feels good? We've got Claudia Pagan in the studio Hello. for some headlines, and she always crushes it. And tell us about your kit because this is Thank sick. Thank you. Yes, I have a Cristan jersey from Peru. Uh, I have an uncle that married into the family who is from Peru. So this jersey was actually, it's actually supposed to be, I think, a kid-sized jersey, but but, you know, it still fits. Right? I do that all the time because it it's cheaper. Oh, I've got I've got a bunch of jerseys. You just buy an extra large and a kid's kid size extra large. discount. 
Choose yeah. two. No, I can't do Must that. Must be nice. Just too tall. <laughs> <laughs> it, it helps. But guys, I have your morning headlines for Take you. Take it away, Claudia. We are going to start off with Napoli because they are in damage control mode in the wake of TikToks posted on their account of star striker Victor Osiman mocking him after he missed a penalty kick in their scoreless draw with Bologna. The posts drew widespread criticism and led to questions about Osiman's future with the reigning city at Champions. They issued a statement yesterday, Napoli did, addressing the controversy, saying Calcio Napoli, wishing to avoid any exploitation of the issue, point out that we never wanted to offend or mock Victor Osiman, who is a treasure of this club. As proof of that, during the summer, the club firmly rebuffed every offer that was received for the strikers' transfer abroad. Osiman scored a goal in Napoli's 4-1 midweek game against Udinese and faced Lecce tomorrow. In South America, Jorge Sampoli is out as Flamingo manager fired after the Brazilian Giants lost in the Brazilian Cup final to Sao Paulo. The Argentine manager took charge of Flamingo in April, less than a month after being fired by La Liga side Sevilla. Flamingo is sitting in seventh place in the Brazilian Serie A. And in England, Manchester United have announced Anthony's return to training after sitting out in the wake of allegations of domestic violence made by multiple women. The club issued a statement that the Brazilian will be available for selection. In that statement, it read in part, as Anthony's employer, Manchester United, has decided that he will resume training at Carrington and will be available for selection while police inquiries proceed. This will be kept under review pending further developments in the case. As a club, we condemn acts of violence and abuse. We recognize the importance of safeguarding all those involved in this situation and acknowledge the impact these allegations have on survivors of abuse. In more Serie A news, AC Milan can move into first place with a win against Lazio tomorrow, but they may have to do so with a short-handed lineup. Rafael Leao and Oliver Giroud sat out Milan's midweek game against Cagliari and remain question marks to start against Lazio. Goalkeeper Mike Magnan is also still working to return from injury while midfielder Raid Krunic, Pierre Kalulu and Luka Jovic remain doubtful for tomorrow's match. In other injury news, Arsenal is likely to be shorthanded for their upcoming match against Bournemouth. Mikel Arteta confirmed earlier this morning that Bukayo Saka, Declan Rice, Gabriel Martinelli and Leandro Trossard have not trained. Saka and Rice sat out Arsenal's midweek Carabao win over Brentford with Saka recovering from a foot injury suffered against Tottenham. Arsenal is currently sitting in fifth place in the Premier League, heading into their visit to Bournemouth. Jimmy, I'm coming to you for this. Who do you think or who do you see stepping up to fill the void if Saka and Rice can't play tomorrow? Wow, that's a great question. I'm really just focused on Tyler Adams at Bournemouth, to be honest. Uh, that's, like, I really love what Arsenal's doing, and I think that they're going to have to demonstrate that they have some depth to compete in multiple competitions this season. But I don't know if uh, one name jumps out. And this is going to be a big challenge, I think, for, for our Tata. You could push up a Zinchenko to go a little bit higher yeah. and get a little creative. It's a lot of guys it's, out. It's well, It's Trossar, Saka, and yeah. Martinelli. That's yeah. basically that entire front line of three. If you're looking at the one player, the one holdover is Martin Odegaard. So he's probably yeah. the one. And honestly, Kai Havertz. 
Kai it's, it's time for Kai Havertz to, 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 do, to, to, do, do, something. to do something. To do something. Literally anything. We, I don't yeah. even know if he knows his best position, Kai Havertz. So yeah. maybe yeah. just put him out on He's the wing. Just, and and an attacker, does. right, exactly. So I think it's going to be on them to find the combinations. And then you still have Gabriel Jesus. The question of is it him or Eddie Nketiah? So I think it's probably Jesus and Odegaard as sort of the regulars. And then Kai Havertz. This is a big moment for him because they signed him in the summer because we knew that this sort of thing would happen. Once mm -hmm. you start playing Champions League, you start playing a, a ton of games. games. It's like big Champions League games into North London Derby. Right. There is no rest for the weary. There is no, okay, well, we'll sit these guys because this game matters less. You have to win every game. And so the idea that you don't necessarily have one of your 70 million pound signings, mm -hmm. $70 million signings firing in Kai Havertz, it's, un it's unacceptable. You have to have him playing well at the moment. I, I love what you bring up, though, within yeah, I think he could probably play the nine, and you could put Jesus out wide. That's true. We've yeah. seen him play there for Man for City, City yeah. and for Brazil. And then you could also then put Kai Havertz out on the wing. Odegaard's pulling the strings underneath. And it's still not, you know, that's a pretty good front line. Yeah. You know, if Havertz is hitting and, and finding his um, groove again. Uh, what's interesting is sometimes as a player, there's pressure on you when you come into the first team and everyone's playing well and you're not the, you're the one not playing well. Well, here, there's a lot of players that are out. So can he fill that void and say, all right, I, there's some space for me to be me? Um, it could be, a, if he does get the start, this could be a really good game for him to come in and play a role that everybody's expecting him to play, but he just hasn't hasn't hit there. I feel like last season, at this point, uh, this was kind of when Arsenal started to really convince people yeah. that they were going to be a legitimate title contender. How are we feeling about them right now? Are, we, are they still as convincing for you? I think it's difficult when you go through any kind of injury spell like yeah. this. Is is can, do you have the depth? And I think that's what people think as a, a full team. If you can replace players that have been your starters, have been really clicking together with the next player up off the bench, then you can convince people that it's going well. But if you can't, then you start to fall down this list because, okay, great. You have a good 11, maybe 12, maybe 13. But if you don't have beyond that, you're not going to – you're definitely not going to survive in both these competitions. Also, yeah. I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't bring up Reese Nelson. He scored yeah. the winner in the Carabao Cup, and I think you probably want to go with him again because you want to build on his confidence and with obviously this opportunity. A young it's a good player they've kept up. around, and you're right. sort of, all right, when's the role going to come for him? Right. This is one of those times for, for that role to come for him. But, yeah, I just I, I find with Arsenal, I think they've taken a minor, a little slight step mm -hmm. back, because you said last year, first half of last year, they were sensational. Yeah, and I just think that they're not putting teams away in that same way in the Premier League. I think and teams are preparing for them differently, though, yeah, too. Totally. So that has to be taken into consideration. Do There's you more. see them having more success in Premier League or in Champions League? this season? I, I probably in the Premier League even still. I, I, I know that they have some European pedigree in the mm -hmm. squad, but at the same time, it's their first year, what, in seven years? Yeah. I feel like the, the Champions League is a competition of blue bloods. The people that are in it, year in, year out. Mm -hmm. Arsenal, for me, have to build, I think, a little bit of that stamina of playing in the competition every year and becoming a Champions League club again. They've largely been a Europa League club for seven years. That's a long time to sort mm -hmm. of go without really, because in the Europa League, you can rotate on a Thursday and you're playing against a little, a little bit of lesser competition on a sure. Thursday, maybe in a home game. You can make 10 changes. You can have a reserve goalkeeper. There is none of that in the Champions League. So I think that's, it takes a little bit of time to get up to that standard. Yep. No, it's a good point. All right, guys, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we are diving into a weekend of La Liga and Premier League action. Stick around. We'll be right back.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. morning footy presented by Ford. Here's a look at the weekend ahead in La Liga. Later today, Barcelona will take on Sevilla at 3 p.m. Eastern. And then tomorrow we have a handful of games. Rayo Vallecano taking on Mallorca. Girona will face Real Madrid. That's going to be a good one. 12.30 p.m. Eastern. And Real Sociedad taking on Athletic Club. Then on Sunday, Betis will face Valencia. Atletico versus Cadiz. And Las Palmas against Celta Vigo. And here is a look at the top six in La Liga right now and a bit of a surprise. Look at who is on top. Girona with 19 points just ahead of Real Madrid who sit in second on 18 and they just happen to be playing against each other this weekend in a surprise matchup of 1v2. For you, Jimmy Conrad, what has Girona done well this season? Because I don't think many people would have expected them to be on top of the standings at this point. Well, they're part of the City Football Group. Let's just start <laughs> there. So they have what are you some access to potentially a bigger player pool and analytics that maybe a smaller club that Girona used to be prior to being acquired by City Football Group wouldn't have had. So I think that does give them an advantage. I do want to give them a shout out, though. This is their f- fourth ever season in the top flight in La Liga. <laughs> Hey, it's Chuck. Hey. Oh, Hey. You're just looking at the Real Madrid What's logo up, for no Good reason. To see you. What's up? I'm just keeping your seat warm. We, you sure. don't only come it's on Friday, day, Friday, but this is what you wear. I know. Showing yeah. everybody up. No, it's nothing. Chuck, this is it's your day off. He says it's nothing. <laughs> what are you doing what here? How are we doing? Good, man. Did you just, you just couldn't get enough of me? You just missed me so much. <laughs> this is supposed to be your day off. I know. I just want to remind you that. And yeah. this is also the last 7 a.m. start. So, why, I mean, <laughs> yes, I love Chris. that you're here, but why <laughs> are you here? I'm just committed. <laughs> no, uh, I left my car here, so I... <laughs> <laughs> Decided to pop in. Okay, yeah. so while you're here, what do you think about this uh, Girona-Real Madrid matchup this weekend? 1v2 in La Liga. Real Madrid. Okay. Wow. That's it? They, they have a lot to prove. Yeah. Um, they want to show that, you know, that this is a, a Girona team that, yes, they're competing right now, but I think ultimately there's too much talent on Real Madrid. Okay. And Vinny Jr. back? Back. Getting some minutes. Good to see. I know you're a big fan. Huge fan. Huge fan. Huge fan. Yes. Victor Osterman on the back there. That's solid. What do you think about that? Oh my gosh. Charlie has just turned this segment into chaos and I love it. I love it. Also, shouts to Witty for holding up the microphone. microphone. Yeah, Yeah. that was probably my favorite part of it. But you didn't lean into him at all. No, not at all. You just stood there. Amazing. Yeah. 
I'm, yeah. I'm okay. You so. Well, no, I, I disagree. I actually think Girona like can get this. a result. And the Me reason too. is because Madrid's back four is a little weak. David Alaba went out in the last game in the first half. Antonio Rudiger didn't even play. He might not play in this one. They might okay. save him for the Champions League. I am down to bet. You tell me when <laughs> and where, and I'll be there. We'll the betting We're going to bet. Yeah. We'll figure it out by the end of the show. But, but I think that Girona, what I really like is their diversity in their attack. They have 11 different goal scorers this year in their 18 goals, uh, which is tied for top most in the whole league. So I kind of like Girona to, to get some type of result. They're unbeaten against Madrid in their last three, and then that last time they played against them was 4-2, and Tati, Tati Castellano scored four goals. Do you like it when there's a squad that doesn't have a definitive goal scorer? Uh, not yeah. always. Good Great question. question. But I think it makes them more unpredictable. Their last game against Villarreal, they were down 1-0. This is what I, I like about them as well. I think it's a character trait of a very good team. They went down 1-0 in the second half, and they didn't need a halftime to solve it. They came back and scored two goals to win. At that point, it, like they hit a switch, and they just started peppering Villarreal's goal, and they ended up getting the, the deserved result. They were the better team. I like that they're solving problems without having to wait for a halftime or waiting for some coaching input. So that's what I like about Girona, and I just think they've got quality in every line of the field, and I think Michelle's a great manager. Love it. Uh, what about the return of Vinny Jr.? We hit on it a little bit with, with Charlie, but he got his first minutes. He's been out for about a month now. You know, what kind of changes for, for them? What does Ancelotti have to do? How does he adjust when he is in that lineup? Well, I think if, it's really just about finding that moment of inspiration. They were... 3-1 down against Atletico. You go, who is going to be the player that steps up in this moment? You look on the field, it's a lot on Rodrigo's shoulders. And I think it might just be a bit too early for him to take on a team. I'm not even sure he's really of the level of play. He's a great compliment on the forward line, obviously, with Benzema and with Vinny Jr. But I'm not sure Rodrigo on himself, on his own can carry that burden. You look at Brahim Diaz. You look at Hosselu. That attack doesn't have enough bite without Vinny Jr. If he's back and firing from the starting, fr yeah. fr fr from the starting lineup, it's huge. But that being said, Real Madrid, even with with Vinny Jr. The problem they've had to solve for a year and a half, they haven't solved it, is giving up early goals mm. and, and making themselves need these heroics over and over again. And Jude Bellingham has provided them this year, and they, they always seem to find a way. But what if they go 1-0 up in a game just as a change of pace? Love it. All right, that game, uh, Girona-Real Madrid tomorrow, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Let's turn our attention to the Premier League. Charlie, are you going to stick around or are you going to drive back to Boston? What do you, what's your plan, sir? You know, it's, it's a monsoon out there. <laughs> it's a monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it, did it from Miami? Miami. Oh, my God. Uh, well, here's a look at the notable Premier League weekend matches we have to look forward to. Aston Villa will face Brighton tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, but I have my eye on one game in particular, and that hmm. is Tottenham taking on Liverpool. And for more on this match, we are absolutely delighted to bring in our good friend, Anita Jones, who is Anita. wearing her kit today. Let's go. Anita, tell us about your kit. PSG kit, actually, one of their new ones with Jordan. I don't know if you can see it oh, here. Oh, that is fresh. Love it. But I got to talk to Charlie. I hope you're like Channeling some energy for us men to come to Arsenal, you know. You know, we need someone like that up front, please. <laughs> it's, he says it's coming. Okay, great. Um, let's chat about this Tottenham Liverpool matchup, Anita, um, because both teams are off to a really good start in the season, and it seems like everybody loves 
and Postacoglu. Like, it's hard not to like this guy. Uh, he just comes across as so likable and real, and what he has done for this Tottenham side uh, has been pretty, pretty remarkable, and it feels like there's a renewed sense of excitement around this fan base. What has been the reaction to him in England? I don't think anyone could have put it any better from what you said there, Susanna. He's come in being what seems like himself, you know, speaking like a typical Aussie, Aussie ending his sentences, saying like mate and so on, very <laughs> casual. Um, you speak about a renewed sense of kind of life amongst not only the, the Tottenham side, but the Tottenham fan base. They are unbeaten so far, and they've had two big tests in Manchester United earlier in the season, beating them convincingly, and then, of course, getting the draw just last weekend against Arsenal in that North London derby. And the fallout from that was really that Tottenham got the better hand of Arsenal. And in fact, towards the end, you worried if, they were, if you're an Arsenal fan, of course, that they were going to take all three points. But... Um, it's just really incredible how he's managed to bring this really exciting brand of football, um, which has really lent on the likes of their summer signing, James Madison, who's really stepping up to the plate. You know, Harry Kane went out the door. Madison came in. They're both England internationals. There was a lot of pressure on him, especially with the price tag, to see if he could be that creative link. And he just seems to be linking up so well. And just at the weekend, we saw him and Son join up together for two goals. So it will be exciting to see how your team handle this um, full-flowing attacking Tottenham. Well, Anita, these are the two two of the most charismatic coaches, for sure, in the Premier League. Oh, really? Charismatic? <laughs> so, but when you're looking at the game, you talked about some some key combinations within the squad, but there's some good matchups in this game, potentially, player v. player. What, what are you looking on the field that needs to go right for each team? Who needs to step up in this match? Well... Liverpool obviously had a whole rebuild in that, that, that midfield area. And Dominic Sabozlai has just been on fire. He's played something like eight games. He's their number eight, and he's loving life in a Liverpool shirt. You've also got Alexis McAllister, who we all know from Brighton before that, who seems to have slotted in really well. And what's exciting about Liverpool is, I guess, we are, have been so spoiled with the likes of Mohamed Salah. So when he, I guess, hasn't been performing to the heights that we're so used to, we question whether he's kind of off the pace. He's not off the pace at all. In fact, he's had so many goal involvements, be it him being on the score sheet or setting up the other um, front forward attacking players. So um, it will be really interesting to see how Liverpool's defence handle um, Tottenham's front line because I've spoken about the riches that they've got in midfield now with that rebuild and the fact that Salah's shooting, you know, he's got shoot, his shooting boots on, so has Nunez and then they've got the likes of Jota and Gakpo to come off the bench. It's the defence that will really um, have, I think, I, I want to say a challenge there because uh, Madison has been so key to unlocking midfields against a lot of teams and just having those incredible passes that a lot of the Tottenham players have been able to get at the end of. So, to go back to your question, I think it will be how they contain the likes of Madison and even Son if he plays centrally in this game. All right, Anita, let's talk about the final results. I think what's fun about both of these teams is that when I think about Tottenham, they've scored two or more goals in all six of their Premier League games, so they know how to score goals in bunches. But then when you look at Liverpool, they have scored three goals in six of their eight games so far this season in all competitions. 
Should we expect a 4-4 game at this point? I mean, we're, we're going to see goals for sure. Just looking for the line, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, I kind of want to know so for you know betting purposes. <laughs> so Liverpool, um, just midweek in the Carabao Cup, got their fourth successive 3-1 win. So you would expect, given that trend, that we'd see at least three goal scorers. But what's interesting is they are letting goals in. And that's where I said that their defence is really going to be tested in this game. Um, even though they've let in something like five goals, they've still got the second best defensive record in the league. In terms of you putting me on the spot there, asking yes, for a score. Of course. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see somewhat of a draw. What was interesting in that North London derby is that Ange Postecoglou's side reacted so well when they went behind. They came back from behind twice. So there's something in them. They've got this, this belief that you see in Liverpool as well, that even if things aren't going their way, they're going to find a solution. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like a 2-2 draw. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Tasty. Both hey, teams to score I with a draw. That I probably that pays Liverpool pretty well. Don't allow an early goal like they have in seemingly well, yes, every, game. every single game. Yes. But they still win those games. <laughs> I know yeah. it's crazy. Uh, Anita, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Always great to see you. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, Anita. We appreciate thank you, so you much, Anita. Guys. Take care. Charlie, we're gonna send you on your your merry way. Go enjoy. Bye, Gotta Charlie. go take a drive home. Enjoy. We'll enjoy you, the see drive. See you Monday at eight a.m. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We are chatting a big weekend of MLS action ahead. Stick around. We'll be right back. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Morning Footy presented by Ford. Well, the end of the MLS regular season is fast approaching and the push for the playoffs is on. Here's a look at some of the big matches to look forward to this weekend. Columbus Crew taking on the Philadelphia Union at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We've got Inter-Miami hosting NYCFC. And this is a big one. St. Louis City taking on Sporting KC at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. You can watch all of these games on Apple TV+. Plus. All right, let's talk about... St. Louis and Sporting Kansas City. This is great because we've got Jimmy Conrad, who's a former Kansas City guy. We have Chris Winningham here, who was on the call for the last time these two teams faced. This is a new budding rivalry yeah. in MLS, and it seems to have legs. I know some people say that we force these rivalries. I do not think that is the case with these two teams. And it's an also interesting game because St. Louis <laughs> is sitting on top of the West, and they have they are comfortably on top of the West in their first season in MLS, which is truly impressive. And then Sporting Kansas City, despite that abysmal start to the season, are actually still in playoff contention, and they are fighting for points right now. So, Chris Whittingham, you said you were on the call for this last one, and that the vibes were awesome. Yeah. What kind of match are you expecting? What do we have to look forward well, to? Well, I, I hope if it's anything like the last one, there is such a crazy amount of intensity in the game. And then the traveling supporters brought it. St. Louis were amazing. They probably brought three or 4,000 into that stadium. You saw the magenta of St. Louis all through the ground. It was 
absolutely stunning to see a genuine or, or unacceptable from a Kansas City standpoint. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, fair enough. But Samuel Adenaran scores the first goal for St. Louis and could legitimately have run to a corner with it. And and you see that stuff in Europe. You don't really see that very often in MLS because the travel is so far. You see some traveling supporters, but mm -hmm. I love seeing that culture in MLS. The intensity on the field was spectacular. The referee Alan Chapman on the day let everything go, and these two came, these two teams were kicking lumps out of each other. And Kansas City had to find it from within themselves because that's not normally how they play. They're a possession-based team. They like to create chances. St. Louis is the team, all about action, all about intensity, all about their pressing. And so Sporting Kansas City had to match it, and they did. Alan Pulido scored a brace on the day. He's on terrific form right now. Uh -huh. So I do think that it's a great matchup because the first one was dominated by St. Louis. The second one was eventually won by Kansas City. Now we get a rubber match. And we get it in St. Louis, which I think is, makes it a little bit more difficult for Kansas City. Not a good road team. Uh, two wins, I think, out of their 15 games. So not necessarily killing it away from home. And now with Johnny Russell, got a red card against the Houston Dynamo. He's one of their catalysts, the captain of the team. That hurts, and I think that actually makes it easier to mark Alan Polito because now they don't have to worry about a Johnny Russell who can unbalance a back line. So, I may be, this is me being pragmatic. If I want to get emotional, St. Louis have absolutely zero chance, <laughs> and I hope they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. That's where I'm feeling as a legend of Kansas City. But uh, I've been really impressed with how they've been run and how they've been playing yeah. and their player recruitment and the buy-in in terms of their philosophy yeah. and, of course, their fans and the stadium. It's been really next level, and I think it is very important for Kansas City to finally have a rival because when I was playing yeah. there, we didn't have a rival. We thought Chicago was our rival. Like, no, 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 that's, that's Columbus. And then we thought the Galaxy, we had great matchups against them in the playoffs. Like, no, 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 like San Jose is our rival at that time. We wanted Salt Lake. Like, no, that's Colorado. We just couldn't find a rival. And now we <laughs> no. finally have one. And I'm glad that it has the intensity that it does. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you said it's magenta because it is, right? It's, it's magenta. Right. They would, they would, I, I was just going to say, I, I'm going to have St. Louis people being like, it's not magenta. It's literally it is like the they, they color. created, I don't even really they like created what they it. They created the color. It's literally specifically made like on the Pantone yeah. mm. sheet. It's literally like St. Louis red. Like but they it's like a hint a of brightness. Yes. Which I love because I'm, not a, red, I'm not a red person. So I, I love paint. their color though. Yeah. I think we have seen in different iterations of MLS a fan base come in and just set the tone and then another one come in and set the tone. The wall there in St. Louis is phenomenal. The atmosphere. I don't think people sit down at that stadium, and yeah. not even on the supporter side. Everywhere around the stadium, people are engaged. They. This is a city who knows their football, so they know what's good and what isn't good. They make you hear that. This atmosphere is going to be too much for Sporting Kansas City, which is difficult because Sporting need points la, right la, now. La, 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 listening to I, this. You need to go there, right? Kansas it's City's winning. I will tell you, it is the, the stadium is fantastic. Yeah. It is, it's such a great game day experience. Um, my concern, not concern, but I'm just wondering because of where St. Louis is in the standings right now. Like, they are clearly a playoff team. They are likely going to host some, some playoff games. Is there any chance that they kind of take – the, no. the foot off the pedal a little no, bit at the end that, of the season. Bradley, I don't know. Bradley Carnell has not shown that at all, and, and that's not really in his DNA, I don't think. He, he This is a guy who Especially wants to press. Home. Yeah, you're at home, the energy well, there. I look and back, the game against Minnesota, 
they started a they had he basically threw out an entirely new lineup but then you've got guys like Zhao Klaus that can come off the bench and yeah. he ended up scoring the the game winner for them so I I just I, I'm, he's got three goals in his last four as yeah. well like, there's a stunning depth yeah. in this team I mean like a player like AZ Jackson who was playing at MLS Next Pro last year, has come into this team and provided roles. Just like the number of guys who look at them, you look at the names on the sheet and go, how is this team top of the Western Conference? Yeah. But they, buy, they, they, they bought into an identity. It's yeah. incredible how they've managed over the course of a year to sustain this. Because, yeah, they yeah. come out like a house on fire. But they've sustained, as mm-hmm. you said, eight points clear at the top of the West as an expansion team. And it's unreal. Nobody thought they would be the best expansion team in MLS history. They're going to do it this year. And that's why they're yeah. not going to take off the right. – That's there, why they're not going to push – and also, because, like, genuinely, like, you can think about competing yeah. as a top club because right now they're second in the Supporter Shield standings. Mm-hmm. And that could potentially earn you CONCACAF Champions Cup football next year. So, so you're thinking about other goals, yep. staying top of the West, playing CONCACAF Champions Cup football next year. Jimmy, it's remarkable what they can achieve. Jimmy just left the room. Yeah, <laughs> like, great. Way to go, St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> really happy for you. Well done. Well done. I, that is, it's a really good point, though, because LAFC were held the record for yeah. Yeah. most successful expansion. 56 points they 56 had is the points. record. No, 53 at, now. The 50, so it's well within their, yeah. their grasp. They could, they could set the bar Ooh. way higher. Yeah. Go on, St. Louis. Sorry. Apologies, Jimmy Conrad. All right. St. Louis City taking on Sporting Kansas City, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, We are going to take a break. We're going to chat some NWSL on the other side. Don't go anywhere. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. <laughs> 